Hi everybody, I'm Sal, and you're listening to the Elseworlds Exchange, brought to you by Comic Pop. Go to comicpop.net for all your YouTube comic book needs. This episode in particular is brought to you by TeePublic. Go to tpublic.com slash store slash comic pop and find yourself an amazing t-shirt with a really, really great design on it. Some of those designs are made in-house by us here at Comic Pop, including our Comic Pop logo t-shirt, an Ultron t-shirt, and a Head Crabs from Half-Life t-shirt. They're really, really fun designs. You should check them out. They also don't have tags, the... Sizes are printed on the back of the shirt, so you don't have to worry about that uncomfortable tag stuff. They're really comfortable shirts. I would not shill for these guys if I didn't already have a mess of their shirts that I purchased myself. I like them a lot. Check them out. Go to tpublic.com slash door slash comic pop and find one for yourself. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I am Sal. And I'm Joel. Uh, we're starting the show a little early today, just because schedules and whatnot, but I did uh, put a message out to the Twitterverse a couple hours ago and took advantage of the YouTube scheduling option that they have mm-hmm. for the live streams now, where you can actually set the time without it being a Google Hangout. Uh, because I remember when you could do like a like a live Google Hangout event. Yeah, yeah. You could schedule that, and you could like let the chat kind of get ready and fill up while you were waiting before actually going live. But Google live streaming, you couldn't do that. But now you can at least uh, generate a schedule and tell That's people good. when it's coming out, which is one of the few good changes that YouTube has happened yeah. uh, over the last couple of years, and so that's what we're going to be talking about today a little bit, is that the changes that are coming for YouTube, because it feels like there's a lot of them, and mm-hmm. uh, in reality, the, the changes are kind of minimal over time, but uh, some people feel that they are terrible, and some people think that they are not so terrible, but nobody thinks that the changes that have been happening with YouTube <laughs> over the last year or so have been good in any no. way. No, uh, I was going to think, I figured, because, you know, you and I have been on YouTube for a long time, this could be a nice little, like, time capsule history <clears throat> of the thing, you know, yeah. in general. Exactly. So let's, let's. I guess uh, we could talk about our experiences in the beginning, uh, mm-hmm. when we first started out. Um, we could talk about... Uh, some of the issues and hiccups that we encountered or some things that we wished would change for YouTube. And then I guess we'll talk a little bit more about the current YouTube climate, where we are, and what's going on. Of which there's lots to talk about. Yes. So uh, uh, when I first kicked off YouTube, it was probably like 2009, 2008. And I saw it as a... A public access kind of tool where you could just mm. upload anything you want, no holds barred, but it was a limit. There were limitations, like time limit. Uh, I understand it was like, I think it was 10 or 15 minutes was the maximum, unless you had a certain number of videos uploaded and then you could upload for any length of time, up right. to like 10 hours or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, I, I, I like the change, you know, for that regard, you know, it was nice that they got to change it to anything you want. Like, definitely, eh, if your video is 45, I mean, like for, for most of us, you know, our shows are a lot longer than, mm-hmm. <laughs> than 15 mm-hmm. minutes. And, uh, but it's funny how it, it, it kind of informed what, uh, was popular and what succeeded on YouTube. Like definitely very short attention span theater stuff did the best. Yeah. And it will, and it, because there was nothing else they could do. Like they were really like kind of trying to mitigate the whole, um, probably trying to deal with like server space and, uh, bandwidth issues where it was like, just make them smaller and shorter. Y- and easier. You- YouTube. I didn't know this until I was looking at it was actually brought together by like three former PayPal, uh, employees. They were the ones who uh, started the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which there's a whole other service that I think is integral to the way you and I do work online, oh, and I think most people in general, yeah, yes, big time. Um, it's funny though. I uh, I've, I've heard I there are good and bad things about PayPal. You know, PayPal's got its own it got its own Quirks. skeletons in the closet. But uh, but yeah, let's. Uh, what about you? What about your beginnings with YouTube? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I came to YouTube in a very different fashion than you. You know, I always thought of it as like, oh, a place where, you know, people upload trailers and news clips. That's boring. <laughs> it, it wasn't until like summer of, yeah, you know, maybe 2009, maybe around the same time. I'm like, wait a minute. People actually put content up here. People actually make like shows and they're fun and interesting and they're talking about stuff that I care about. I think like a lot of people I really got into uh, James Rolfe, the angry video game nerd or angry Nintendo nerd as he was at the time. He was kind of like my first, you know, gateway into like, wow, people actually make stuff on YouTube and there's actual like, you know, production quality and stuff like that. And hey, I could do that. Right. 
I remember uh, Black Sheep 20 or something like that, or Black Sheep Productions. Uh, and for me, for my money, like the first YouTube videos that I watched that made me go like, oh man, I guess I should probably get in on this. <laughs> and that was in 2005, was Barats and Beretta. Mm-hmm. Which, is that still a thing? Oh, no. But uh, <laughs> but uh, Joe Beretta is a thing, and he uh, he eventually made his like made further bones on SourceFed, and and then later he joined I think the Smosh family. Uh, but uh, yeah, but early YouTube sketch comedy, you know, bro rape, all the stuff that like uh, yes, kind of that... gener- where, where they were you just put yourself out there, and you're like, let me try my comedy, and it was very niche. It was just like mm-hmm. you know, I, I remember it was the kind of the beginnings of me going like, holy crap, people are making video content specifically for my like demographic for it's, for my kind of sensibilities it's funny when you think back to like early days of youtube and the videos that were popular how that feels like a million years ago now like you brought up bro rape and i'm like yeah that sketch was so funny yeah and, and a lot of those guys in that sketch actually did go on to do some pretty amazing things oh yeah you just you recognize everybody from there you're like holy crap i remember uh i had fallen out of snl for a long time and then i saw a sketch and i'm like it's the dude from Bro Rape. What are you kidding me? Nice. Bobby good for him. Moynihan. Yeah, Bobby Moynihan. I'm like, good for you, man. You're the man. funniest part of that sketch. Man, did you hear behind the scenes uh, piece of toast and Bobby Moynihan just hate each other? They got a real problem. <laughs> um, apparently there's some real skeletons or demons or whatever word he says. But, uh, yeah. Um, for his unprecedented 25th season. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Uh, what got you into YouTube? What officially, do you remember specifically like the moment, like the bat through the window moment where you were like, I shall become a YouTube, I need to get in on this. <laughs> uh, well, again, it's, you know, it was just everything that, you know, kind of sprung up around that whole, you know, James Rolfe character reviewer thing because they made it look so easy. I'm like, look, I see lots of movies. I can turn <laughs> a camera on and talk about what I think, right? It's just that easy, isn't it? Yeah. And of course, through that thing, I eventually started talking about comic book movies. I got my last gig. And then from there, I've never looked back at it. And that's where I am today. Yeah. Uh, I think that I remember I'd been trying to find an outlet for my home videos that I thought were pretty funny and interesting and a method for me to like learn how to edit. I was cutting those together and like making Mm -hmm. little like short episodes of shows and I was like, these are funny and I would just throw them out there and we got like a couple hundred subscribers just from me and my friends screwing around on the weekends And, uh, and I was like, but before doing that officially... The, when, the moment where I said, oh, I, I could probably do this, the Kevin Smith moment for me, because that was back before YouTube, back before comic books, I wanted to be make movies, and it was because I saw Clerks, mm-hmm. and I was like, motherfucker, I can make a movie then. Which, which hilariously, I wanted to review movies before I eventually started doing comic books, so we both started out with very different ideas of what we were going to be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, I, I think it was a Phil DeFranco video. Nice. I uh, see. I never got into like the Ray William Johnsons and the DeFrancos and like the, the people, like the bloggers. Uh, well, Zay Frank. Yeah, never got into those guys for I whatever remember reason. Kids younger than me were like ra- were raving about Zay Frank and how great it was. I remember when he qu- when he quit, and like uh, there were girls that I knew who were crying about the <laughs> idea that he was that he was leaving. And I'm like, who's that guy? And, and and you might know Zay Frank. He's the voice of the cat in the uh, the pet food commercials. Where it's like, uh, you know, it's like the old cat introducing the new cat to the house. There's a couple of sketches of those. They're great. Uh, They're really great commercials, but I think that's him. But anyway, uh, yeah, I saw a Phil DeFranco video and I was like, this kid, like this dude, he's like, hey, what's going on, everybody? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this guy just, and and how many subscribers does he have? How many people watch this show? Tons back then, especially then, but even even as much now. Uh, But, uh. I, I, I didn't really regard it, but I found myself winding, winding up watching it every week. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'd be watching it again, and like Tiffany would be like, are you watching that DeFranco guy? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, apparently I'm a fan. And then uh, I, I was like, oh, I think this is how you're supposed to do it. And so like, I wound up making a couple of copycat videos that like never went anywhere or, you know, did anything. I, I would say that's how good content catches on on YouTube when you make whatever it is you're doing part of a person's life where it's like you wake up and be like oh what are they doing today they usually upload a video around this time i should see what's going on there yeah exactly and then uh and then it it quickly evolved into comic books because it was like 
we had no direction. TV Little House was the name of our company before, and it was just us fucking around, and nothing, it had no direction, it had no focus, and then we made back issues, and then there was focus, and we were like, okay, comic books, that's what we'll do. In the, so, in, in the long, long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, when exactly. you were TV Little House. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, so... But in that time, we had to deal with uh, the shortened videos, and mm -hmm. back then it was just you upload the video, you're done. They didn't even have custom uh, thumbnails back then. <laughs> oh, how far we've come. And then, of course, when customized thumbnails came into play, you were like, holy crap, you got to figure out um, what, what will catch a person's eye. Yeah. You got a little graphic design. And there was this whole, like, there's this whole theory still today about, like, what colors you should use and how big Yellow your font should be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what images you should use it's it's very it's 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 fun and interesting and it like learning that has been it's not unlike my 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 uh development in editing where i was like i just decided to start cutting stuff because i because no one else was going to do it you know right i remember uh watching phantom menace and being like this movie sucks but uh, <laughs> it, if it were like 40 minutes shorter i bet it would be okay and i remember was like i, I threw it onto a onto a old like machine and cut nice. it and made it kind of watchable but i was like okay well that editing is not going to save this movie but uh but like you know just just basically sitting down and doing it and being like i want this more than i'm intimidated by the technology <laughs> i need to learn in order to make it happen i and, uh, yeah. I, I hilariously enough because i got my start working for other people i never did the bulk of my own editing for the longest time oh, really? i'm really only coming into my own as an editor like now and even then i have a lot to learn oh yeah i mean it's uh, you know between which program to use, what's more comfortable, what is intuitive, oh, yeah. uh, and then all the all the tricks and like mm -hmm. si uh, shortcuts and everything that you got to learn in order Definitely. to get your editing down. I mean, when you're a YouTuber, and I even even now I feel kind of self-aggrandizing saying I'm a YouTuber, even though it's like anyone is, but uh, when you're a YouTuber, you need to be everything. It's it, it actually really I feel do. like what kind of prepared me for YouTube was I started getting really into the industry of web comics mm. and it's not d too dissimilar in that it there really are, isn't. there's a methodology there's uh there's tricks there's advertising dependency you gotta be your own hype man you gotta be your own everything and you run your yeah you are your entire business you are your mm -hmm. entire company you are running uh yeah you're, you gotta cut your own videos or you gotta make your own comic or you have to write it or you have to draw it or you have to you have to run your own website like alternatively you know you they're, they're the watching video. the video but they're buying you yeah that's true uh and you are your entire pr department like if you decide well first of all you have to get into social media you have to figure out how that works like youtubing isn't just like you make the video you put it out there you gotta like you gotta be everywhere so that you can catch every avenue Mm, um, definitely. Uh, but anyway, people want to. And, and there really is, too, for you know, success on YouTube. There is no game plan, no blueprint. Some people fall ass backward into it. Oh, big time. Oh, some of the biggest YouTubers that we've seen did it by accident or on a lark or for fun. And some mm. of the most hardworking YouTubers out there have seen some really, really solid videos. Get I'm not just nothing. talking about ourselves. Get nothing. It's and true. you're like, what? Like why and and I you know we we hear our we hear from our own audience people saying like why doesn't this have as many views and the the short answer is I don't know and it's it's a shell game man it's a roll of the dice it's a it's a roulette wheel and we talk to uh, more professional YouTubers or at least mm -hmm. bigger YouTubers mm -hmm. who perfect or or who claim to know the formula or the system and even then they're like I don't know. Like, it just I, kind of happens. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, like either I don't know how this video is is succeeding, or I don't know why this one video is not succeeding. There is no formula. There is no way to figure out. Like, there's no, yeah, there is no formula. There's no like you plug these several things in and you will get success. Um, it's but which by the way is very similar to the webcomic industry where you're like you could make the best looking shit and give it to people for nothing mm -hmm. three to five days a week and people still will not come or they'll still see steal it or they'll still ad block it like it's nuts yep. how oh, sure. uh you know how how completely wild westian it is and uh and that's kind of where we are now where youtube is trying to kind of like Reign in the West. They're trying to bring order. They're being like the uh, like the Republican Firefly. There, no more lawlessness. Yeah, uh, bring it which, all under our control. Which, of course, has had considerable backlash. Um, mm -hmm, and how? So, 
All right. I guess we could talk about the elephant in the room, which is YouTube heroes. Because, like, I remember when the video came out, I think it was on the 20th, and they, you know, it was just like a, just a, another crappy YouTube flash video where they're like, here's no information. <laughs> here's a new thing we're doing, and here's no information about it. Blech. Heck, I, I, I got to break the news to you guys because you were all busy, but I was hanging out. I'm like, hey, guys, guess what YouTube's doing now? Yeah. Um, you thought I was joking. You're like, fuck off, Joel. That's not real. Yeah. Now, um, okay. Uh, w with respect to YouTube heroes, uh, we could break it down by basically saying, um, if you are a... There's a lot of aspects to YouTube that uh, nobody has... Okay, so since there's no regulation, there's no... no. Uh, there's no Anyone can make anything, and it doesn't matter. As long um, as you're not voiding any copyright, and even then. Yeah, exactly. You could have a troll just fucking strike you, and you're done. Or yep. it'll at least make life hard for you. Or any asshole who just wants to make a little money off your thing, because it's apparently super easy to file a copyright claim, but yeah. incredibly hard to get it taken away. Yes. Uh, it's funny. Uh, you're, you know, you think about uh, making a show, like Stranger Things, right? These guys make this show, mm -hmm. and it's made specifically for Netflix. It's six episodes, and it's random time-like frames. But there's a couple of things they need to have done and make it work. And so here are a couple of things they needed to have that uh, are directly translated to YouTube and yet are not applicable. They need to have subtitles. Yep. They need to have Klobes captioning. Mm -hmm. uh, and if they don't have those, they don't provide that, then Netflix won't put it on. I mean, like, and it's not because Netflix is a totalitarian company that, like, desperately needs one thing and they're, 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 it's a, it's, and it's a problem that's permeating Netflix. It's just, this is one of the things you need to have if you want to have a show on Netflix or anywhere for that matter. Uh, but with net with uh, with YouTube, they don't have to. You don't have to provide captions or uh, or subtitles for any of your videos. If you want your video to be accessible for non-English speakers or non-native language yeah. speakers, or if you want it to be available to uh, to he people of hearing impaired. Uh, you you have you can either provide it yourself or not and regardless it will still be out there yeah uh and it's a and by the way it's a lot of work oh certainly because you have to write down everything that you say in the video and furthermore you have to you know if you ever watch the video with closed cap captioning you will notice that there is a slight difference between what is written and what is said because what's Definitely. written has to kind of sum up what is being said and convey the same emotion or same gravity it, there's an art to it in a, in a, in, a, in a very interesting way um but you're not required to provide those things on youtube and yet uh, YouTube wants to be taken seriously. It wants to be like a legitimate platform. And um, they want to be the sort of legitimate platform that people want to buy ads for so they can make a lot more moolahs. That's right. Uh, and that's where YouTube Heroes comes in and it's kind of the bulk of the program and let's talk we'll, we'll get into more of that in, in a minute. But, well, uh, I would say e even before uh, YouTube Heroes, the thing before it was, you know, YouTube saying, you know, we're going to try and start uh, what is it, cracking down yes. on content we find objectionable, which, man alive, was it a freaking broad list of things that they consider to be objectionable. Yes. Now, let's put a pin in my uh, my, my closed captioning thing, but we're going to come back to it. We could talk about the fact that, uh, you know, and in fact, it all kind of comes back to Phil DeFranco, because he's the one who I heard it from, uh, right. was saying that, like, objectionable material non-advertiser friendly material was being was being demonetized De demonetized man. not so taken down not flagged just demonetized because someone and or yeah literally someone determined that it is uh not friendly to advertisers some videos or, or not or maybe or maybe not even as someone as always the case with youtube you rarely ever deal with real people so it was probably a robot searching yes. through tags that it, it found objectionable and that's the bottom line is that uh when we were talking about videos that were going to be demonetized people were going we were some of us were going back and looking at our old videos just to make mm -hmm. sure because when youtube was taken to task a little bit about it not only did they give the worst answer possible, but they also uh, said that they're that that uh, you know they're just flagging them based on 
uh, problems with their content system, with their mm-hmm. with their uh, terms of service. And then when you look at it, it says things like bad language or inappropriate mm-hmm. uh, references or th- talk of suicide or anything that's happening in the news. Exactly. The news is considered objectionable by this new thing that they're doing. But the weird thing is some videos were being flagged and some weren't, despite the fact that they had like that they were if we're going to hold it to the letter, clear content violations. Um Care, like, you know, if people were just cursing in the video, that could be considered a violation, and yet were not demonetized, whereas videos like DeFranco's were. Neither am I. Things... I swear like a trucker, and I'm exactly. fine. None of my videos were demonetized. And it's probably because you didn't use tags that were mm-hmm. considered non-advertiser friendly, which me- yeah, which gives credence do. to the fact that it was probably a robot or an algorithm, um, which is horseshit. Uh, but sure is. T- be- and but what was more nefarious or more suspect and terrifying for me, and not me as a content creator because I don't make that kind of content, but more as a citizen, is a lot of the videos that were demonetized were videos that criticized the news or politics or pointed out uh, hypocrisy in. Uh, mm-hmm. places of authority, you know, where a, a, a cop is accused of killing someone, and then it's like, mm-hmm. they get acquitted, and then the news report that was made by a YouTuber who just took aggregate information from actual news sources, provides this this other video where it's like, look at the alternative angle that actually proves it wrong. Those are the videos that are getting flagged, feels, and I was like, feels that's a little kind of fucked up. Feels a little jackbooted, a little draconian, a little does bit, it not? A little bit, but I, I, I'm hesitant to say that it is outright uh, n- nefarious. I don't think no, it's quite I, I super villain. It I think that it's just because the algorithm favored penalizing people who are dealing with controversy mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. a for a living. And, and we've seen the stupidity of the YouTube robots before grabbing stuff that they claim to be copyrighted when oh, it's yeah. really not. And I mean, really, if their copyright bot can be so stupid, of course their objectionable uh, material bot will be equally as stupid. Yes, and I remember uh, in the DeFranco video specifically, he was like, I reached somebody at YouTube and they said, they're, or no, I'm sorry, it was afterwards. Their apology or their response to the outright like uh, problem with this with this flagging system was well we've been doing it for months yeah and you we didn't, didn't tell even you know. yeah. like, you you're only complaining because someone of prominence mentioned it but the reality was we've been doing it for a long time how horrifying is that that's like some shit lex luther would say oh i've been poisoning the water in metropolis for months now you just didn't figure out until right now and what's amazing is i was explaining this to a friend of mine who has no context for any of this and he was like what a fucking terrible thing to say what a what a what a stupid thing to admit and i was like it would be if that person who said it or that group who said it was touchable in any way Mm. the fact is youtube slash google can say whatever they want and they're ghosts they're a miss you can't touch them yeah or do whatever they want and it's kind of fucked up uh because like what are you gonna do make a video about it and complain either it will do well and be flagged or it won't and no one will care and it's, it's this thing, too, I'm sure, you know, as a YouTuber, you've run into a situation where you've had something wrongly claimed, had to fight to get it back, never talk to a person during this whole thing, which is stupidity in its own right, even though you know you're correct. There's even only some situations where I know where some of the bigger YouTubers have people to go talk to YouTube for them. That's, and that's right. Like, and that's like part of the big reasons why you want to get in good with a YouTube corporation, which YouTube corporations, as much as I love them, are basically a protection racket in their own right. You join them in hopes that you'll never need them. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's why like networks supposedly are the are, are good because it will protect you from these kinds of problems. But the fact yeah. is, yeah, not really. That's the, that's the thing, followers and fans. Sal and I all join YouTube networks in hopes that we won't need them. We give them a cut of everything we make of our blood, sweat, and creative tears yep. in hopes that if any of our videos ever run into trouble, instead of losing our channel, we can go to the powers that be and they'll smooth it out for us. That's right. Now, Nang- uh, Langley just brought up an interesting point which we should end with, which is, are there any YouTube alternatives? Because we should we should definitely talk about that. No good ones. That's the thing. That's the, the short answer is no. None of the ones that will let you earn AdSense. Sal and I were even joking about this before. I mean, YouTube's greatest thing is the AdSense. That's, you know, at the end of every month, you will get paid, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so, okay, let's talk more about this YouTube Heroes thing. So then they sure. come out with YouTube Heroes, I think, almost like in a response to 
the content um, demonetization issue, mm-hmm, but probably mm-hmm. more likely was something that they had in the pipeline for a while. Oh, I can only imagine so. Uh, but what it basically is, is uh, getting back to my point about subtitles and, and captions, they want to be more legitimate and they want to have uh, <laughs> these videos, these top content creators kind of held to task and say, like, you need to start captioning your videos, you need to start giving subtitles and stuff. And rather than actually ask any of these YouTubers to do it, they're more rewarded, they're gamifying slash rewarding fans who will do it for you. Because It's, it's so horrifying. It's like, look, we could pay to have a police force. We're a huge corporation, but instead we're just going to give everyone tasers. And if you tease (laughs) each other enough, we'll give you a gun. How does that sound? Well, it's interesting because, uh, you know, at the, if you look more closely at the YouTube heroes format, you'll find that what it primary, you know, because there's there's the, in in its own admission, in its own little flash video, they say, when you're at tier four, I think, you can mass flag videos. When you level up to four, you can take the skill that lets you mass flag videos. Yeah, um, which is horrifying, and why would you even do it? That's 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 a nightmare. That's again, it's you're not making YouTube here's you're making YouTube vigilantes. Yes, is but what what's interesting making. about that is that Apparently, if you flag a video, even if you mass flag videos, every single video that is flagged has to be approved by a human being who works at YouTube. Wouldn't it be easier if we could just talk to people to begin with? Or have a dedicated staff that is paid to do that? You're a big company, YouTube. You can't pay salaries. You want cheap, unpaid slave labor is what you want. But what's interesting is throughout the uh, the, the mass flagging system, you actually have to go through more steps and be more accountable for your flagging than if you just outright decided to flag a video on your own. Right now, yeah. it's, it is it is horrible. And uh, in as much as like a company can flag a video, a person a, a fan or a detractor can flag a video and you have to go through a rigmarole to deal with it. When the, when it comes to YouTube heroes mass flagging, they have, it's almost like they are asking YouTube to actually do their job and look at a video. Mm-hmm. So it's almost kind of a little better if they threw out the, the flagging option. I think if they were like, the way in which flagging is done right now, you know, is broken. It would broken. make it easier to swallow for sure. Yeah, um, but but that's the one that everybody's really worried about. The but what's interesting is, if you flag videos, if you do your mass flag, uh, for everything that you do, for every 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 function that you take advantage of, if you become a YouTube hero, uh, you earn points. Which, which is can... so weird to gamify it, like you said. Yes, but that said, uh, you the the place where you earn the most points is in the captions and subtitles option. Mm-hmm. Again, in, do our work for us is in doing the boring stuff, the hard stuff, the stuff that we can't ask anyone to do unless we were a legitimate entertainment outfit, and then we would just make responsible. Uh, but it's interesting because you know I wonder how how accurate it needs to be. Absolutely. Because you, know? you, in order to earn your points, you need to prove that you've done something. And so, mm-hmm. and, and who is betting that? Who's watching the Watchmen on this? And, and if YouTube has already admitted that like they don't have enough employees to handle the load, then where are you getting these people who are going to validate these supposed YouTube heroes. And is it going to be like the uh, MPAA? Will we ever know who these people are who are making these huge decisions, or no. will they always be cast in shadow? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no I, I think to protect them, we will we will keep them anonymous. To protect the integrity of this, we cannot yes. allow their identities to go out there. They must, they must work under the cover of night. Yes. Um, but it's interesting how... Uh, this this system has come in place around the time when people are starting to notice a few major flaws with the YouTube system. Oh, and yes. One of the major flaws, in fact, one of the biggest, I'd say, one of the biggest complaints and one of the worst offenders in being a YouTuber and in, and in, in the YouTube system is its content ID and flagging system. Which is horseshit. Yes. Um, well, and now, and now here's the question. Why is it horseshit? Is it horseshit because everything should be free and open and we should have access to everything? Or is it horseshit because there are some who abuse that system? 
They definitely do, but I think there should be protection for transformative works. And the thing about the copyright claims is that it, for me at least, is that it is enforced so unevenly across the board. Like if your Total Biscuits or your PewDiePie's got in trouble, they could, you know, complain on social media and they would get it redacted as soon as possible. But it makes it harder for the little more up-and-coming YouTubers to try and make it because they don't have people they can complain to when something like that goes down. It's true. However, with YouTube Heroes, by the way, if you were to uh, flag a video, you pretty much now have... Or if you are flagged, you get a person who looks at your video and decides whether or not it is flagged. Um, I think that will make it harder for you to uh, appeal because a vetted YouTube hero has flagged mm -hmm. it and it has been authenticated by mm -hmm, a YouTube mm -hmm. staffer. Yeah. Um, hopefully that would mean that it will not be abused, but we all know that it will because anything it's is... It's such an abusable system. What's what's stopping me from having a buddy who's a YouTube hero? What's stopping me from paying him to give my videos preferential treatment and to vote down and mess up my nearest competition? Or, yeah, that's the more nothing terrifying. Uh, there's nothing stopping payola or anything on this. But the fact is, there's no there's nothing stopping anyone from flagging videos and just marking them. As, I mean, the fact is, like, you could if you do if you are found to be fraudulent in your flagging then your account could be suspended or revoked the fact is most people create burner accounts anyway to do it so there's no real point like there's no real there's no real argument there you know um it's interesting where youtube is headed is scary because this is for me it's the most terrifying part uh YouTube has not turned a profit ever in its existence, and yeah, it's absorbed. It is. Yeah, and it absorbs. Is it? Bleh, and YouTube has been absorbed by Google, who is, you might say, notorious for just throwing shit away that they put lots of time, effort, and mm -hmm. thought and money into. Uh, when you make YouTube in the same category as something like Google Buzz. <laughs> uh, then y you you find that it's more terrifying than ever being a YouTuber or especially um, relying on YouTube as a yeah. as a method of finances, which which I do currently. Yeah, naturally. I mean, most of like mo any of us here uh, from Comic Pop or from the Weekly Poll do. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting that um, here's the thing. I think that YouTube is unsustainable because. As we're as it's, we've been, it's, it's kind of a gold rush, and this definitely feels like the gold rush is coming to an end in many ways. Well, certainly, you know, uh, there are fewer opportunities than ever before for you to jump on board. You know, like when if someone's a really, really, really charismatic person who really, really, really likes playing video games and could really fucking do a great job eight years ago, they're SOL. There's nothing they can do about it. Um, because, the, and, and they'll be recommended by everyone who, in any know-how, don't do Let's Plays. Don't get into video games. It's too it's, crowded. It, it, it's crowded. It's your voice will be drowned out by a million others. Yep. Uh, don't be a movie reviewer. Don't do... Too many. There's too... And, and by the time you get down the niche market to, like, where you might actually become viable, the audience has diminished to the point where there's almost, like, virtually no way to make a living or or build yourself into a living from there. I, I thank my lucky stars that I seemingly hopped onto the comic bandwagon. I would argue it may be the only perfect time to do so. It is, certainly the comics YouTubing market is shrinking in a big bad way. Mm -hmm. We are seeing a huge influx of, of comic YouTubers, some of whom take it seriously, some of whom try really hard, some of whom make really, really great videos and new, great content. And, uh, and some of whom don't. And it's interesting to see, you know, your peers, more or less, uh, and what they're, and what we're putting out versus, you know, each other. Like, you know, what do you make versus what do I make? And, you know, what what, what blows up and what doesn't? And there are some uh, relatively new comic YouTubers that are, yeah. that have come on the scene over the last couple of, uh, uh, come out the, over the last year, who make really, really great stuff, who blew up pretty much overnight. But the content they make is unsustainable because yeah. what they're doing is they're putting like tons of effort and tons of time and tons of resources into like, Oh, you know, a, a, a five to six minute long video that 
eventually they're going to run out of topics that will hit the same way that their other videos do. Like I've seen these yeah. mini documentaries about certain subjects. I'm like, this is cool. There's no way you're going to keep doing this <laughs> for eight months. So, but true. But and uh, I mean, heck, even I'm feeling the crunch of my own thing here, trying to do like, you know, uh, new like new issues week to week because you know that's kind of my niche that's the thing i do there's too many goddamn books now with dc rebirth and with marvel now coming up yeah i i can't, I can't do four to five videos a day i'd make no money off the back of that so i gotta start picking and choosing what i cover and what i don't and that's it's right. rough that's right um but uh so with respect to youtube and it's kind of changing nature I, I guess too before we move on yeah. if i might play devil's advocate for a second and look at the whole content thing and the whole youtube heroes thing from yeah. the other side of the fence oh absolutely I, I can see why in this era of youtube drama channels which you know are basically existing for the sole purpose of drumming up people into ravenous hate mobs i can understand why youtube would want more power and more control to punish those channels oh yeah but at the same time it's like why not just punish those channels? Oh, the, oh, yeah. You want to look like the cool guy, YouTube. You don't want to look like you're hurting popular YouTubers and popular creators. So you want to have that layer of deniability. You want to have your hands clean and be like, it wasn't us. It was the heroes who did it. That's the most frustrating aspect of it for me. It, it's that, you know, you people are talking about tools to take care of problems, uh, problem channels, uh, prank channels, and, and react we, and channels. And we know who the problem channels are. We won't name names, but we all know who they are. Well, and people, you know, we all know what the complaints are. And YouTube is more than aware of the issues. And I don't think that creating new infrastructure is the mm. way to combat it. It's mm -hmm. simply having more people to deal with it. But that's why I think it's not working. And it's because... Why would I dedicate more manpower that I have to pay in the U.S. of competitive rate in order to mitigate these problems when I don't turn a profit off of the damn system? Mm -hmm. Seriously, if I had a if I had a business that made no money, in fact, cost me money to keep it going, but lots of people enjoyed it, you know, would I? How? Why would I pay employees money out of money I don't have or money that I have mm -hmm. to make from other resources, mm -hmm. revenue mm -hmm. sources to keep that thing running even smoother. The, tr the, the, the fact is uh, while you can't kind of put the genie back in the bottle, I feel like some of this is almost like YouTube's attempt to shrink a little bit. Yeah. You were saying there that this is almost like, you know, cut off the finger, save a hand type deal. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if it's true or if it's deliberate or legit, but I, you know, part of me says that there's nobody who is in, in who's in business who is in business to lose money or who is in business to make something for everybody just because it's great because the fact is we know that YouTube slash well, that Google will throw shit away that works or that that could be embraced mm -hmm. simply because it wasn't popular right away I mean the only example Besides YouTube, of I mean, a, I mean, look how much they changed their site design. This is probably the longest we've had like a look for YouTube for a bit. I actually went back as we were researching this. I'm like, hey, what did YouTube used to look like in 2009 when we yeah, started? It, it looked better. <laughs> it had well, it had uh, well, its algorithm was better because YouTube was not a commercial because that's what YouTube is becoming and that's where it's headed. I think that eventually you're going to have more and more. So the thing is, you're not going to have fewer YouTube heroes-esque uh, systems coming to the to the foray. You're going to see more of it. You're going to see more, uh, more, more, more uh, necktie tightening uh, around YouTube, and I think it's going to drive people out of the entire of the entire format altogether. Um, as a, as Bat Panda brought up, remember channel backgrounds? I do remember channel backgrounds. I remember new grounds. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, like it's 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 a scary we're in a new wild west where the sheriff is a huge unkillable like <laughs> monster who knows who all the problem people are, but are deputizing whoever they feel like to deal with it. The it's unforgiven. We're living in unforgiven. Yeah. Uh, I predict that YouTube will go to a place where it'll basically be like it was when it first started, but with more commercialization. Like I, I foresee in like the year, like 2025, YouTube is just 
where you go to watch John Oliver clips or movie mm-hmm. trailers and cat which is, videos. Which is how it started for me. <laughs> exactly. It's just it's just going to be a place where people can upload videos that they want to, you know, but it'll be they'll be limited, you know, like if you're not an in, if you're not an industry professional because that's what YouTube seems to be wanting to be and wants to make happy, you know, like YouTube mm-hmm. couldn't be more thrilled about the fact that all the views for YouTube, all the revenue comes from music videos. Oh yeah. And then it goes like, it's like, it's like music videos and then like TV shows, you know, like clips from last week tonight uh, or the, or these late night talk shows. Uh, I think that's where it's going to be. I think, I think, you know, random people who eventually create an entire industry out of this format are going to be kind of run out. Do you, do you think something would enter into like fill the void, like a place for all the creative people to go? Do you think like everyone would just move to Twitch? I was thinking about this because this was a topic that we, was much discussed. I don't think so because I think that anyone who might on a lark want to become like, okay, so let's say YouTube says no more individual independent content creators. Right. If you want to make a video, it has to be three minutes or less, and that's it. And it's unmonetizable, and the rest of them are are contracts through big media companies, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what YouTube is. Uh, if an alternative doesn't come out within the day, <laughs> yeah, it will really. take it will take so much time for a new, completely uh, separate infrastructure to be put into place that I don't think that it will be financially viable. And I think that anybody who has the money to be able to create a YouTube competitor goes... Why would they? Well, goes, Google owned it, and it never turned a profit. So why should we? And they, ha- like, tout the, the belief of, like, free enterprise and, you know, in, in, and, and non-censorship and whatnot, all that, all that happy horse shit that we know isn't true. Um... In order to make a YouTube competitor, you would have to take a lot of P's and Q's from special interest groups, and so it will never look like YouTube is now. Remember Blip? Remember for a minute there, it seemed like Blip was a viable YouTube competitor yeah, for creative people it, and stuff. There was a whole generation of people who started on Blip, only did stuff for Blip, then it got bought, dismantled, and now all those people rush to YouTube to try and build fan bases on YouTube. Well, the fact is, like, if it didn't happen, Blip probably would have just folded one day. Because in order to accommodate the torrents of people who are throwing, and I don't mean torrents as in, like, things to download. I mean, torrents is like a flood of people who are submitting content and some of it's like 10 hour loops of the Ninja Turtles theme. And some of them are actual viable shows. And some of them are clips from last week tonight that are stolen from HBO. Like there's so much being uploaded that they can't possibly make police any of it. Well, they can't police it and they can't keep up. Eventually they're going to go, it costs too much and they're going to throw it away. I, I really do believe that either you, that YouTube won't shut down. They won't be like, ah, oh, it's over. But I think that it will it will eventually just be a commercial board for you know movie companies and TV companies and and, and advertisers to to promote their product mm-hmm. because because you know I think YouTube is more or less basically like uh, it, it could easily become the uh, the Super Bowl uh, commercial spot. Of the internet, where it's like, oh, look at all these funny, clever, insightful, or not, you know, insightful, but certainly, like, uh, viral uh, marketing that yeah. people are putting out there. Um, so it's, it's interesting how, yeah, that, that's what I think the future of YouTube holds, is that, like, everybody who makes their bones off of right now had better figure out... <laughs> What they're going to do in five or I, ten years. I know, right? I guess we should. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention about the whole YouTube Heroes thing. One, what a ridiculous name, YouTube Heroes. You're not a hero. You're a snitch. This is the McCarthy <laughs> hearings, and you got to rat on your friends and neighbors yeah. for better privileges. Well, and again, whole- I, I, I still think that the way you get, the, you get more perks is by just making – is by doing boring shit. But that's not fun or sexy, No, though. it's not. But – but I feel like that is going to be why YouTube heroes will eventually fail. 
a lot of people were comparing it to to uh, to like Wikipedia, where it's like, well, Wikipedia lets you know the community uh, deal with things and you know edit and vet it and what's right and everything. And Wikipedia has its own list of problems oh, too yeah. and petty bullshit and back and forth. And I really don't want to see YouTube turn into Wikipedia. No, no, I don't either. I sp- I would hate to have uh, YouTube bother me with you know if everyone gave a dollar, it would be mm. over tomorrow because. Mm. I know you're, yeah, well, anyway, it's, it's a, it's it, obviously it's a complicated issue and nobody really has an inside in like insight into what the solutions are or the problems really are because yeah, one I of the major problems it. with YouTube is that you can't fucking get anybody on the phone. No, because they don't want to talk to anybody. It's very weird. They're the most hands-off turnkey business I've ever seen. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, I, I know guys who own car washes that are less or that are more hands-on than YouTube. Right. <laughs> um, but I, I would like to hear the only thing that I hear from YouTube f- formally are that's the problem when you are a hands-off company is when you wind up actually coming out and saying anything number one it's remembered and number two you hear a lot about it and like the things that we've heard are we've been we've actually been flagging your content behind your back for the last several months that's a fucked up thing to say and the other thing that they would say is uh, we haven't made any money (laughs) like that's the only thing we hear about you know what i mean It's, it's complaints or it's uh cloak and dagger crap that's like these are not the things we need to hear we need to hear assurances that like it's sustainable or that it has a future or that it, you know, it will get better or that you're, you're going to focus more on, you know, making it habitable for people who are making general or uh, genuine content. Totally. And they're only hurting themselves too. I often ask myself what will happen to the next, you know, PewDiePie or the next total biscuit or the next red letter media, even where will they go for this sort of stuff? You know, if YouTube continues to act like this, well, that's the great question. Uh, Langley asked that question earlier. What's the alternative? Are there any alternatives? I say no. And I say they're never Vimeo to put the videos up on there. Daily motion is mostly used for pirating TV. That's the thing. Daily motion is a pirate place. Vimeo. You got to pay. And you gotta pay, and it's complicated what you gotta pay. Like, you could pay $200 for 200 gigs or something like that. Oh, but but then you actually look at the at the actual descriptions of what that means, and... I'll, I'll be back in one second. Sure, I sure. Go ahead. Uh, well, my point simply is about Vimeo. You know, people... people some people don't even know what Vimeo is, but it's basically just a, a pay service that's similar to YouTube, but it's more... Flash, it's more uh, streamlined. It's more niche. It's not necessarily great. Uh, yeah, uh, somebody mentioned Facebook being uh, a, an alternative, but Facebook is, I think, even more scary and more uh, more cloak and dagger than YouTube. Uh, I don't think that they have the, your best interest at heart. I think that at the core of YouTube's whole approach, at the end of the day, they're happy about making this this whole community work whereas facebook is only interested in making a dollar <laughs> or more um it's interesting omar mentioned pornhub um these these porno websites are basically youtube but for pornography and it's kind of fascinating how they manage to keep up with the onslaught of videos being uploaded to them on a regular basis now i'm sure that they have uh a ridiculous content ID system. To be honest with you, I actually don't know how they function, how they work, but uh, it actually would be interesting to find out. Uh, knowing Pornhub and their their forays into the public eye, you know, you've you've seen actual real Pornhub commercials on not necessarily TV, but I've seen it elsewhere. Um, you've seen like re- legitimate commercials for them, and you've seen charities that are, they've generated and so forth. Uh, they could actually kind of fill the void, no pun intended, uh, if YouTube were to, you know, get un- uninhabitable or or create a place where, uh, you know, organic content creators don't have a, a voice. Um, but the problem is, I don't think that you'd get as much exposure. You certainly wouldn't get as much brand uh attention you wouldn't get the revenue from advertisers you'd only get revenue from the advertisers who advertise specifically through Pornhub which is like I don't know probably I'm, I'm sure it makes money because they exist and I don't know you know how much they uh how much uh they they generate through you know through sponsors but you know 
Yeah. So that's that's uh, that's an awesome alternative, but we'll see. But uh, what was the awesome alternative? I just took the tail end of it. Oh, or World Star. Someone said World Star, and I'm like, you know what? I bet World Star I could talk to a person. I bet World Star agrees <laughs> with transformative works as long as I yell World Star. World yeah, as long Star. as you yell the name of their crappy company. That's what we got. That's what we got to do, Sal, for the next uh, for the next back issues. Okay, so we're talking about you know this brand new Batman comic, World Star. World Batman Star. Up. We got. I got to shoot the whole episode on my phone. Oh God. Hey, if um, that's what we got to do, I'm willing to go there. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to be the first. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's a lot of doom and gloom that's associated with YouTube's direction right now. Definitely. And Because it's people's what, livelihoods, of course they feel. And what's so frustrating work. is we don't even really know. Because we don't have a, we don't have the whole picture, we don't have all the information, and we may never have the full picture because YouTube is so guarded. They're like North Korea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Not in uh, their human rights violations, though. Mm, well, they are hurting a lot of people's livelihoods. They're not torturing us yet. Yeah, but uh, but I will tell you this. You know, let's let's focus on the positives at the end of the day. Sure. Number one, YouTube is ever growing. It is still a place where you can get. You know, pretty pretty fantastic content. Obviously, mm-hmm. most of the people who are here now are here because they like either one of us or both of us, and they Aww. dig our stuff and they want to watch more of it. Um, it's a place where, uh, when I got into movies, you know, the movie that I made failed. The comics that I made were not uh, publishable, or at least they weren't picked up by any major publishers. This is the only place where I could actually take what I make organically and naturally and. Same well and put it out there and an audience came and said i want that people um, people care what i have to say here and that's amazing and i wouldn't trade that for the world no, and the fact absolutely. that i get to make a little money off the back of it that's nice too it, it allows us to do a lot of things that i've always wanted i wanted to raise awareness about comics i wanted to help the industry out i wanted to make mm. content with my friends i wanted to expose the uh the, the, this this niche market to give back yeah. my awesome cool friends and how funny they are like i wanted all of this these things to happen and so here we are and it's actually happening heck and we're gonna get to host a panel yeah next month because of the work we've done on youtube that's collectively right. that's right that's pretty huge yeah um and i think that at the, the bottom line as far as like what happens with youtube and where it's gonna go because i while i might think that the future of youtube might be a little grim um, the future of our collective companies is not, uh, that's because, a good way to put it because there's, there's constant growth and it will keep going. And I think that one of the major, uh, benefits to this whole internet enterprise is having, uh, all these different safeguards in place. Like if one of them falls out, you got, you have another one to take its place. That's why so many of your favorite YouTubers or content creators have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. Patreon, uh, Patreon, Patreon is a whole new system that I don't see happening in the future, but there's no reason not to believe that it's probably going to last a long time because there's no problem with just taking a percentage and it doesn't cost much for Patreon to actually do what it does. No, it's the ultimate, uh, don't have to do much. Even South Park made fun of, uh, you know, crowdfunding things where it's like, it's the ultimate get paid to do nothing. We do the legwork, our fans fit the bill and they just take a little off the top. It's genius. Yeah. I mean, you'd think that's how YouTube would work, but apparently it costs too much. And the fact is it does because they got to, they need physical space they need servers they need room for those servers they got to get them up and running and they got to get them up and running before there is a there you know the bottom breaks out from underneath the weight of these thousands of hours of videos that are uploaded at like every second Mm -hmm. um but thinking of uh youtube too and as south park as i was it's funny when south park eventually did their big youtube episode all of the youtube successes that they were referencing like numa numa and ninja (laughs) and leave britney alone even when that episode was new i'm like man these are so old and that's youtube like in a nutshell it moves so goddamn fast yeah that what was fun and hip, like surprised gopher or even stuff like that, what was hip just a couple months ago is old as hell now. Remember Dat Boy? <laughs> that was only a, not too long ago. Yeah, and, and it's yet, already super old now. Yeah, and yet it's it's ancient. Um, well, yeah, that's the whole thing is that like the nature of the in, of the internet is that everything has to be kind of reinvented or uh, you know or you'll become stagnant or you'll lose your yeah you'll lose your momentum. Um, 
What happens if Patreon goes downhill? There will be an alternative. Here's the thing. Kickstarter has been around for a surprisingly long amount of time, and yet there are other Kickstarter-esque clones that not only uh, survived, but are continuing to per- like to persist. I mean, Indiegogo Go still exists. Yeah. Uh, if Patreon went down, we would just create an ongoing Indiegogo page, or we would on, like you know, if if YouTube went down, we would create another alternative. Um, I mean, I like I like Patreon honestly. I like what it allows me to do. Yeah, I get to do a lot of great stuff, and uh, I get to do direct a lot, of, a lot of control. That's the thing I enjoy about it. Yeah, it's true. Um, Let you see who else your fans are funding, which I think is cool. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. I like that a lot. Um, it gives me some creepy insight sometimes. It's like, okay, this person supports me. Who else do they just support? Oh, God, no. Yeah. Oh, um, no. What do they see in me and in this other person? Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, it's funny. Uh, True Harm just asked, why isn't there a comic book television network yet? That's a great question. I remember Shocking. Wizard Magazine mentioning that idea 20 years ago. Uh, they're, they're, they were like, they thought that be- with the proliferation of cable television, that there would be a... Um, like a comic book network. The fact is, it would have to be owned and run by a parent corporation, and enough of those parent corporations exist that own their own properties where it would be, there's not enough content. Like, I, uh, I remember G4 Tech TV back in the day when yeah. they had like Attack of the Show. There was a segment on Attack of the Show every Wednesday where they would like go to Golden Apple Comics. They'd send uh, one of the Blairs out there and she would talk about the new comics of the week. And I thought that was amazing. And this was back even before I was doing YouTube videos and I thought that was so cool. Completely, yeah. But uh, but you can't have like a, 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 a an only comic book oriented channel if you want to show like shows and movies because they're all owned by different companies and like, it's just even if you wanted to make a marvel network you couldn't do it because you don't have access to like it's certain shows you know but wouldn't it be cool i would love that if you had like blocks of time where like more saturday mornings or all mornings like weekday mornings were just saturday morning cartoons for yeah. a, a long a stretch of time and then it's like wonder woman and Bru- and and the incredible hulk reruns so and just movies of the week throughout the whole Do, thing yeah have we have we done an episode yet on saturday morning cartoons i know we've talked about cartoons that aired saturday morning but there's a topic in and of itself the rise and fall of saturday morning cartoons yeah, we kind we kind of like we 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 meshed with it a little bit when we talked it's about true. like 90s and 80s cartoons it's, it's such a big part of our lives we can't help but bring it up every time exactly um but that said uh i think that you're living it right now like the fact is everything's going to a la carte anyway so Mm -hmm, you're mm going to create your own network simply by finding what you want and then creating like a playlist or just watching it yourself like there are plenty of ways for you to just generate your own entire like block of watching time full some of people shows. have already done it i know there's playlists on youtube there where they actually put like the old time 90s commercials in it for you that's really cool i like that that's an episode we gotta do we gotta watch a bunch of great toy and uh toy and cereal commercials i from will the 90s. I, I i will do that like around christmas time i'll throw on like the old christmas commercials. there we go they got they got a whole big playlist that we can even we can even do up on screen because i don't think I, and no one owns commercials do they uh What's, what's well, the whoever, whoever the commercials are for, you know, but otherwise... I guess they own a piece of it. I was going to say, do, do commercials get copyright claims? That's claimed? the thing. I bet they don't because it's a commercial. Yeah, because when, if you're that. watching it, you're getting a, like you're getting your brand out there. Some uh, Someone in the chat mentioned Vessel as an alternative to mm. YouTube. I will admit I don't know enough about Vessel yet, but a lot of YouTubers I like, like the two best friends and everything, are thrown in behind Vessel at the moment. Vessel is an alternative that will... Time will tell, but it's only benefiting a very, very small minority of people. you got to be big already for it to work yeah, for you. You have to have already done all the work that YouTube allows you to do in order to benefit from it. You can't just... Yeah, you, you can't just show up and be like, I would like to do this! And then Vessel will provide, you know, an, a, a platform for you. No. Right. But, uh, so there you go, guys. We wrapped it up. We talked about YouTube, the highs and lows of the format, of the media, of the YouTube heroes controversy. Uh, we didn't mm-hmm. get to any, like, answers, but the fact is all we really do is just kind of say, hey, these are the questions. Let's throw our own opinions at them and see where we where we wind up. That's um, that's our opinion, and I think popular opinion is pretty out there, too. I think there's something quite telling, and I'm sure you saw this tweeted around, too. Hey, guys, YouTube, we're starting a brand new thing to allow people to tell us what they think and help us out. Oh, 
you hated this video a bunch. Oh, I guess we have to turn off the comments on this video now. Yeah, yeah. And these are the people you want to turn the power over to, the people you can't even trust to comment on your video. <laughs> these are true. the people. Yeah. It's I, I don't see a bright future or a very long history for YouTube heroes. I think wrapping it up, I, I feel like... I think YouTube Heroes is so maligned, even if there are any benefits, that it probably won't last very long. You know what I'm reminded of in YouTube Heroes? I'm reminded of that guy from the Simpsons episode who's like, I've had it up to here with your freaking rules. When do we get the freaking gun? <laughs> That's the sort of person who wants to be a YouTube hero. When do we get the freaking flag button? Yeah, because oh, I got a lot of people I hate that I really got to stick it to. It's true. Like, but they, the problem is they already have the power. They could do it if they want to. Mm -hmm. You know, it's rough. But uh, but hey, hopefully what this does is this is growing pains for YouTube. And it, we can only hope. It, it, and it learns from this experience and, and develops new and inventive ways. I mean, the fact is they're owned by Google. They, they're given nothing but time and resources mm -hmm. to make something better. Um, so hopefully it'll work. But uh, anyway, I want to thank you guys for watching. Stick here on you. Stay here on uh, YouTube. To catch Definitely. all of our great content because it's not going anywhere for a good long time. So. We know we slagged it off for an hour, but no, we still really need you to watch us, though. Oh, here yeah, and no, now. but the fact is, like, even though we're kind of, like, the, the future doesn't, it's unclear. I wouldn't say it's even dark. I'd say it's unclear what the future holds, but for the near future, you can stick with us and enjoy what we make because it's it's all still here. And we're not going anywhere for a long time. No, so. no, no, no. We're, we're on this gravy train until it comes off the track. That's yo. right. And then hopefully there'll be another track underneath it like in Temple of Doom. Ah, <laughs> uh, or like Snowpiercer. Maybe there's another train going around the world at the same time. Right? That, we can only hope. That would be nice. <laughs> but uh, all right, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks a lot for watching. Hey, uh, don't forget to subscribe to Cape Joel and, of course, here at Comic Pop. And we'll see you next week. Uh, thanks a lot for watching. So long. Thank <laughs> you.